Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, what's up? I'm Pendarvis Harshaw, the host of KQED's Right Nowish podcast. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Mic check, check one, check two. Are we here? All right, we're here right now-ish. Hey, what's happening? Pendarvis Harshaw, host of Right Now-ish. What's up? I'm Marisol Medina Cadena, the Right Now-ish producer, and we're in the KQED studios today. In here today to reflect on the series that we just completed. It's called From the Soil, Tales About Land and Life in Northern California. And we got the opportunity to hit a couple of distinct areas in Northern California, learn some really interesting stories. We covered a lot of land and we got an opportunity to, I guess, feature our own talents, the the things that we care about individually and together. Yeah, we were on the road. We got to hit up the North Bay in Sonoma County. We went to the South Bay to Gilroy. We got to spend time in the Bayview and in Alamany Farm over in Bernal Heights. And then we went all the way up to Folsom. We did a lot. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. This is behind-the-scenes breaking down this series that we just did. Where did the seeds get planted to to really commit to this for five episodes? I currently live in Sacramento. I work in San Francisco. My life is in Oakland. And so I'm on the road constantly. And during one of these long trips, stuck in traffic, having a, a meditative moment, I started thinking about how many stories there are just around me in traffic. It could be everything from pollution to the amount of people I see walking on the roads. 
And so I just wanted to take some time to explore that. I know you have an interest in land. I have an interest in land beyond just the freeways, but in the farming, in the air, in the water, in how we live with it. And so I'm really happy we took time to meet some people who also have interest in land and tease out some stories and share some stories with the world that reflect that. So all that said, as I mentioned, like this isn't just me doing this series. And through working with you, I know that beyond just your work nine to five, you have an interest in land that's deep seated. If you could share with the audience, describe your your relationship with the land. Yeah, well, I think as an adult, I've become more interested in having like an active relationship with the land. And I volunteer at a really special farm here in the city. It's called Hummingbird Farm. Um, It's through the nonprofit in San Francisco called Boder. And after years of organizing, they were able to get this land parcel um, at Amazon Crocker Park in Excelsior that for a long time was kind of just a dumping grounds, honestly. They took over this piece of land from the SFPUC, San Francisco Public Utilities Commission, and they created this beautiful farm with its intention to grow food and also teach people how to farm. Learning from the folks at Hummingbird Farm has been a huge part of my adult life and learning to see like plants as plant allies or plant sisters. Like we have ancestors at our plants. And so like, for example, there's this plant known as pericon, which is like a Mexican marigold. And now I'm just hyper aware of it whenever I am in the city. Like I literally stick my head in a bush and smell it because it's just so healing. (laughs) That's a hell of an image. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, I'm just really grateful to that space of, of connecting me to these ancestral plants that, you know, are part of my... Mexican heritage, but I might not have had a connection to if it hadn't been this space. Taking time and getting to know something about the land and learn something about yourself through that process, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Recently, over the past weekend, I went past um, one of the spots that we covered in our series, Eurostock, and it's a hillside that's adjacent to a freeway, unmarked. And if I didn't know that story, I would have driven past it like, oh, nice pasture. Beautiful. But in driving past it this time, I'm in the car with my family. I turned the music down. I was like, this is the place where the ceremony was. I'm just excited to know more about the land and the stories that the land around me holds. And through gaining knowledge about like what story the land holds makes you appreciate the land more. Yeah, talking about takeaways, um, I'm thinking about our first episode where we did go to Folsom. Previous to reporting that, I had only been to Folsom once. And my impression was just that it was a very white town. We actually dug past those layers and learned that there was this whole Black settlement there. Since reporting that story, I've been talking to friends like, Yo, have you ever thought about Black folks during the Gold Rush era? Like, that wasn't history I got in my textbooks. And a lot of my friends were like, yeah, I didn't know that either. I think for me, it's about honoring the ancestors 
and like the power in knowing people's stories and names and what are we doing to spread that information and to uplift those stories. If we don't know the past, then like we're still going to continue to marginalize people of color in the contemporary. I think about um, that as a whole when we do this work with Right Nowish, because it's, it's small glimpses into time and place. And so what are the real stories that happened on this land? At least if we could tell just one of the layers, I think we're doing um, a benefit to the next generation. Every neighborhood, every city or county that you find yourself in, every place has a story. And it's like taking the time to learn it. And so I guess what I hope listeners start to think about is like the names of places. Why are places called certain things? In a way, all of our stories were about people of color taking agency in their communities and doing something about these huge problems. Like I'm thinking about the farm workers in Sonoma County. When I asked, um, like, do you ever think about moving? Um, One of the women just responded like, no, like this is where I've come to know home. Like I, I can't think about moving. And so the only logical thing to do is work to make this place safe for us and working to make this place safe for us entails like learning to do prescribed burns. And that same sentiment was talked about by Ariane Harrison in the Bayview. And she had told us that people have often asked her like, well, why don't you just leave the Bayview if it's so toxic? And her response was like, where else am I going to go? I can't afford to move. But she's like, no, I'm getting active. There are people who are really tapped in into our communities, not waiting for governments to say, oh, we need to do something about this. They're like, we are need to do it now. And I'm going to do what I can in my power. Makes me reflect, okay, like, well, what are my skills? What can I contribute? And I think for us, it's like, well, we're storytellers. We can share the mic for these people who have all of this deep knowledge. I agree with you fully on the note of like in the face of climate change, disaster, catastrophe, seeing people of color take agency, aggressive agency, full on take control of the situation is impressive. And I don't want to um, just put all the weight on their shoulders and say that they, they have the answers to, to save us from what capitalism has created. I want to say that they have examples. And if I was to charge anything to the listeners, I would say, look for other examples. Yeah, like it's not on one person. Um, You know, all of us in our corners have an ability to contribute to how are we going to heal our lands? How are we going to ensure that there's a healthy future for our descendants? So the thing that was different about this series is that we actually got out and got to interact with folks in person. Everyone we talked to for this entire series, we pulled up on them, saw them in their location, and talked to them about the grounds where the stories actually unfolded. In Sonoma, it was different for me being in a situation where everyone speaks Spanish. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there, and I, you know, I can understand Spanish more than speak, and so I know what's going on, and I can't fully interact. And... It wasn't necessary to know full language because people were just so open and like communicative in other ways. And 
I was offered a sandwich <laughs> and we broke bread and, and it was just, it was dope to sit there and break bread with folks in person on land and have conversations about it, you know, and just like, yeah, soak it in, be a fly on the wall in some senses. On the technical side too, like two of our stories, the one about the vineyard at Alamini Farm and the Aristoc story, they're both by freeways. And traditionally we're taught like, as audio people, like freeways, not ideal for sound. And that was like, no, but that's part of the story. Mm. Like the freeways in a way are, the, the, the setting, the environment is a character in itself. And so just having to re kind of train our ears to just like accept the natural environment for what it was was really different for us too yeah after the interview with Ariane Harrison I remember um rainy day walking back to the car talking about it and then I just got in the car and just drove and I just wanted to see this community that she was talking about growing up in and I drove to the hillside in Hunter's Point I drove to the shipyard I did a couple of loops around the Bayview. I just wanted to soak it in a little bit. And maybe because it was rainy, it was dreary. But seeing those signs of like hazardous material in the shipyard, it was just so sad. It was it was real dark. It was real cold. And it made me realize like this, this land is in some ways haunted because of this, you know, and it's the lingering impacts of war, you know. And if it's not war, physical war, it's a war on people. It's not caring for people. And it really drove home what she was talking about, yeah, seeing the land in that state. Yeah, so that was that was some of our behind-the-scenes journey. Um, if you haven't by now heard all five episodes um, from the soil, highly suggest you go back and listen to them and share them with your people. The more of us who hear these stories, the more we can speak those histories out and keep that history alive. Go enjoy some land. Go, you know, talk to a bird, hug a tree. Listen to the series while you're outside. That's a wrap, y'all. It's Marisol Medina Cadena, the Right Nowish producer. And your host, Pendarvis Harshaw. Thank you all for joining us. Our editor is Chris Hambrick. Seal Muller is our engineer. Rice Stottenborough is our engagement intern. Cesar Saldana and Ria Gerwal are the engagement leads. The KQED execs that make this all possible are Ethan Tovin Lindsay. Jen Shin and Holly Kernan. This is our last episode in the From the Soil series. We are currently in the process of cooking up something new for you. That coming soon. Until then, peace. Thanks, y'all. Right Nowish is a KQD production. Funding for Right Nowish comes from Akhenati Foundation, supporting the development of powerful social change movements to eliminate structural racism. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? It's history, it's people, it's unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get The Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hi there, I'm Randa Dirfetta from Throughline. 
If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. 